the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply, it's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Welcome back to a Facebook Live version of the Superhuman Radio Show. Today is Thursday. Uh, I'll be joined by my co-host Adam Lamb in just a moment uh, for the Renew Life RX show. Before we do that, I have to make an announcement. Uh, the end of the month is near, and the $14.99 per pound of Thrive Protein is going to end at the end of the month. I have people buying 10 jugs at a time. Peter Licatos just ordered 10 jugs to be delivered to hungry. Um, no, it wasn't Peter Licatos. I'm sorry. It was uh, uh, um, Lars uh, uh, Thornholm. And so, you know, this is the best protein powder in the world. I say that with complete conviction and honesty. There isn't another protein product on the market today that has what Thrive, THRIV, has in it. The website is thrivprotein.com. Check out the list of ingredients. Fourteen ninety nine a pound is exactly two dollars and seventy cents more than I pay All American Pharmaceutical to make that one pound jug for me. Why am I doing this? Because I want people to try it. Because when people try it, they keep buying it, and we will ha- have specials for those who want to reorder Thrive. The coupon code is THRIV two thousand nineteen. Go to Thrive Protein THRIV Protein dot com. Check it out. And uh, get yourself some today. The first step to changing your life starts with the Renew Life Show with Adam Lamb. Let me bring Adam in here. Turn the solo off. And we'll get the image out of there. I am producing video. I'm producing podcasts. I'm doing it all. I'm hosting Come on, man. Give a guy He's some doing credit. a great job. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. And the audience gets to see you. You're a handsome guy. I told you once during a show that you have kind of a movie star quality handsome, so now people know I'm not lying. <laughs> no. so there Thank you. Go. you. Thank so, you. Yeah, it's good to be here. I want to I preface today's show for a second. So originally we were going to do a show on PCT, post-cycle therapy. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people out there who are not on cycles. But they should pay attention to this show, too, because if your goal is to raise endogenous testosterone levels. Let's say you're somebody who's going, look, I don't know if I want to be on testosterone yet. I'd like to give the boys one last chance to redeem themselves. I know my last blood work shows that my testosterone levels are less than optimal. This show will give you insight into the protocol required to kind of restart, reboot your testicles to producing more testosterone, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, and we use a protocol similar to this for, you know, when uh, I'll say younger guys that early thirties and, and maybe they're 
things aren't where they want to be in before choosing the path of testosterone replacement therapy, we try to do something along the lines of this as far as stimulating the body to produce it naturally or, to, you know, at a, at a higher rate. Cause there's different things that we can do. We talked about environmental issues, things like that, that can cause lower testosterone, lower LH and FSH function. Um, and sometimes too, there's kicking up the SHBG level a little bit. Um, if, if that's low to, uh, to help out with testosterone absorption. Interestingly enough, there is a new consensus on SHBG that's emerging, and I'm sure you've been watching it too. Um, It was once thought that SHBG was bad, that it bound testosterone and deactivated it, but now we're starting to learn that SHBG may actually help carry testosterone into tissue where then it does its work. That's what we've been doing for two years. Like, I mean, our major focus, I mean, this is like what's really, I think, separated our clinic is that we've realized that SHBG is the most important hormone to look at on the panel outside of testosterone, which is the obvious one. And the reason being is it tells a story about what your body's doing with the horm- with the sex hormones, whether it's DHEA, estrogen, and uh, testosterone, obviously. And if your SHBG is, because one of the things we would see is these guys that are going, and this is also ties in great for the PC, the, the post-cycle therapy, or, or, you know, we call it a reset, meaning coming off, let, giving the body a break, uh, in, in doing some things to, to do that with it to, uh, testosterone. But what we've seen a lot is guys will come to us. They've been with a clinic. They're getting their shot every week or every two weeks, or every three weeks, even, which is crazy. Um, and they come to us They're and they, they, they don't feel like it's working anymore. Their, their libido's down. They don't feel, they don't have that. Like what, when they first got on it, you know, and a lot of times they think just like any drug, there's a dependency, and, and maybe you need more, right? So then they, they're up to two, 300 and then they're the 400 and then they're the 500. And, it, you know, and most people are not going to write a prescription for that. So then they're veering off and they're adding compounds to their TRT, trying to get that feeling back. And what happens is we see these guys come over to us. Their testosterone's 14, 1500, but their SHBG is at seven or nine. Now, the analogy that we use in that aspect and any of our clients listening know because they've heard me use this is that, you know, SHBG is like this river, right? And if the river's dry, nothing's flowing. You can throw all the, I call it testosterone canoes in that river and it's not going to flow, right? But And then the same thing goes though, from what we've seen is when your SHBG is high, it, there's a relative ratio to testosterone as far as absorption. It's kind of like if I, you said, hey, Adam, I want a shot of vodka and we pour that shot in a 30 ounce bottle of water, right? It's diluted. It's not going to, it's going to take more to make that effect. And one of the things too, and you actually triggered this on a, on a, a call is we don't know what our hormones were at 20, right? So you might be at 1800, no one checks it, right? I mean, you, I, I would be impressed to find anyone that had their hormones looked at, except for maybe like an Olympic athlete that's being tested, right? Uh, other than that, no one looks at hormones in, in their early twenties, late teens to see where their, their, um, you know, kind of like their baseline is, right? And you might, I think of like a LeBron James, who's just, you know, 18 years old beast, just muscle bound, athletic. Like he might've been at 1800 testosterone, right? Like that might be his, his happy place, so to speak. And so like in his forties, he might be at seven, which to us on a, on a lab work scale might seem that's good, right? 700 in your forties, that's pretty good. But it's relative because if his body's used to being at a higher level of testosterone to accomplish the things that he's accomplishing from an athlete and things like that, 
he's going to still have those feelings of low testosterone, if that makes sense. And that's just some stuff that we've been working on with SHBG and clients that come to us, whether they have high SHBG, they typically need higher testosterone. If they have low SHBG, we need to get that up so the body can move the testosterone around. And we have a ton of success with it. So, so let me ask you an interesting question that just dawned on me. So uh, people, there are physicians out there who use saliva testing only, right? Mm-hmm. And and they they and I don't believe saliva testing is is better at all. In fact, I think saliva yeah, testing. I don't is know, good. But we don't. So I we don't. Yeah, that's not. We feel comfortable. Just like you know, there's certain things in TRT that we don't feel comfortable doing, so we don't do it or don't recommend right. it. Right, and, and I research I, it. I, I actually, I'll tell you a story in a minute. But here's my question to you. So there's a lot of physicians out there that will get a free test reading saliva. And an SHBG, but because you, you can't do total tests through saliva, you can only do free tests and SHBG. And then there's this formula that they theoretically calculate and back into your total testosterone levels. But the reality is that has to be flawed. Now, what we know about the relationship between SHBG, free testosterone, and total testosterone. Yeah, I think free testosterone is one of the the least important things to check and it's and it's but it's the number one thing that people that don't really know a lot about it ask about they're like well what where should my free test be and my free test was this my free test was that and i'm like it doesn't all that tells you is that you just have testosterone floating around in your body that's not bound right so it's like you know like like there's milk spilled on the floor it's obvious right so we got to figure out how the milk get there and how do we clean the milk up right and that's where those tests there's other tests that do that we don't even look at um, free test because we can typically tell and we will if we need to that's a it's a it's a, another layer of testing that, that usually isn't required because we understand the shbg process as much and and so doing things like understanding if your shbg is really low but your total test is high well your free test is going to be low too because there's nothing it, it's you know it's not being bound but if your shbg is low Every single time your free test is going to be high, right. even if your testosterone is low, because it's not being bound. Like, right. and, and like I said, like we started doing this really consistently uh, two years ago, which led us to why I think you know our, our philosophy and process behind TRT is so good because we checked it and looked at it and we realized like there's no reason to even look at this free test except for you know there's always that one off person like that could have an issue. The absorption issue, things like that, that maybe we have to dig it deeper and try to solve. But really rarely does that exist. And the total test and the SHBG are, you know, the two things to look at to really figure out what's going on. So um, So, I actually challenged, I, I didn't, it wasn't on purpose. Many years ago, when I was trying to determine whether it was too late for me to bring my own testosterone levels back. Uh, to normal because of because of performance enhancing drug use for several years, mm-hmm. uh, and so I lived for a year trying to raise my testosterone levels, and I was able to raise them, but they still weren't where I wanted them to be. Where I felt mm-hmm. that I would be physiologically protected by my sex hormones, and mm-hmm. so I was using uh, saliva testing, and so one day I uh, did saliva test with SHBG and free testosterone through ZRT Lab. And I also happened to have blood drawn at uh, Quest Diagnostics. And when the uh, results came back from ZRT, it said that my uh, free test was ridiculously high. Like it was something crazy, like 700 and something, right? And, and then the formulary 
uh, showed that my total test was like 2,000 and something based on the SHBG. Mm. But Quest Diagnostics showed my total test was 412, and my free test was like six. And so it's I, a false reading with the free test. What's that? There's like a false reading that believes if there's this much free test, there must be this much total test. Well, and, and it's got to be, it, yeah, sure, because the SHBG, oh, for sure it's yeah. True. yeah, and 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 so and so, like I asked Doctor Zava, I said, you know, um, I emailed him. This is when he was still friendly with the show. He had been on my show a couple times. Everything was cool. And I said, look, you know, your saliva test shows this, and the la- the the true blood work shows this. And he just never responded. He just like he didn't want to. He didn't want to be bothered with that. I I, uh, I love to use analogies, and that's one of the things you know we talk about with our clinic is making medicine personal, making this conversation very easy to understand. And uh, so a lot of the clients that work with us, they understand that that's we do it that way for for that purpose. But an analogy I would give you is it's like driving by a nightclub and seeing a line around the block and assuming that the nightclub is packed. Right. Right. Because I used to work in the nightclub industry, and we would have a line around the block with nobody in the bar just to build that hype, right? To give that appearance of it. Right. So right. that's a lot of what's going on when you look at free tests is there's a lot of people outside the building, but we don't know if the club's bumping, right? And right. based on if the person doesn't feel good and they have low libido and low energy, low confidence, low, you know, those kind of things, we know the club's empty, right? right. Even though you can hear the music and the people are outside. So that, that's how we've kind of always looked at free tests is – it's like an obvious thing, right? Okay. So, but why, right? Why is the free test? And it's usually SHBG almost every single time. So let, let's get into this uh, for a second. Uh, post-cycle therapy is employed by individuals who use uh, androgens in a cyclical approach where they're 16 weeks on and then they take off. It's also used by men who, for whatever reason, have decided, you know, I, I don't want to keep, I don't want to stay on testosterone. I want to see if... Uh, I can get my en- uh, endogenous testosterone levels back to some normalcy. But uh, inappropriately named post-cycle therapy, these same protocols could be used for somebody who is at the, at, at the vector where they're going, wow, my testosterone levels are low. I don't want to go on testosterone. I would like to try to see if I can fix whatever it is. These same protocols could be used. So let's talk about the protocols. Like what are the standard approaches uh, to regain uh, the highest possible level of endogenous testosterone again. Yeah, and that's great. I think a great intro. And the word, the, the term post-cycle therapy, we never use because really I put that in the bucket of steroid abuse. Um, you know, like you're, there really isn't a post-cycle therapy. There just may be different seasons, so to speak, in your therapy to do it responsibly, right? And so, you know, with uh, the... We're, I'll, t- I'll talk about where they come into, and then we'll talk about some of the compounds. So a lot of times, like we said earlier, some guys that aren't quite ready, they want to see if they can stimulate their natural testosterone production to kind of crank up the heat a little bit, and we'll, we'll go through a process that way. And there's a lot of um, trial and error and, and checking and rechecking blood work and things like that to see what works well for those individuals because it doesn't always work well for everybody. Um, the same dosing. So, you know, like there's no cookie cutter in, in hormone replacement therapy. And uh, the other thing is with especially our guys on injections, um, which is probably 20% of our, our guys that do injections. Uh, we really like the cream. The, uh, the, we'll have them 20 weeks on, five months, basically. Five months on, one month off. Five months on, one month off. is is, is a good longevity 
view at it. You know, and we have some guys that, you know, like they, they, they actually like it. There's a refresh in everything from, you know, it, it just lets the body calm down, whether it's cholesterol, liver, hemoglobin, hematocrit, not that our clients ever get high in that area, but it's just, it allows to give you that break. And there's just, um, I think there's something to be said about taking a little break here and there with anything you do, whether it's high protein diets or high intensity training or whatever it might be there. There's a taking a break from stuff is, is always good in my opinion, in our opinion. And then most, most of our clients that do cream, they'll do, um, you know, the, the, we call it the reset or reboot, uh, once a year. And sometimes we don't have them do it at all. They don't have to do it, especially, you know, like someone your age, for example, was less likely, we're less concerned about taking those breaks as long as your blood works good than we are with the guy who's 35, right? Who still might be looking for, you know, fam- planning a family and those kind of things. Um, and the body responds better in the 30s than it does in the 60s. You know, I had a guy yesterday who's basically, is, he's come on board, his LH and FSH levels are shut down. And I said, listen, we, you know, the, the doctor's kind of feedback was he's, he's 60 you know, is there a reason to really focus on the LH and FSH production? You know, this guy's been on TRT for 20 years, right? Before he came over to us anyway. And he was on pretty decent TRT. Um, and so he was like, I don't, I'm not really overly focused on it, right? So we, we're not worried about continuing trying to crank those LH and FSH levels up that might not even move anyway. They might be shut down, right? Um, and so going into some, what some of those protocols look like is, uh, Typically HCG, clomiphene, and uh, antiestrogen, and it some of that varies from an antiestrogen standpoint based on sensitivity, and you know blood work obviously dictates it, right? If someone has a low SHBG, um, really low shutdown LHFSH, we might have a higher dose of um, HCG than we would on somebody who has a good SHBG or a high SHBG um, with a consistent HCG. And I think, so for me, for example, I just did a 30 day, my 30 days was over on Tuesday. Um, and I did 500 IUs of HCG daily, which I believe is a little too much. And then we did uh, Clomid every night and we did, I'm sorry, every morning. And then I rotated it an estrozole half milligram every other day and the tamoxifen 10 milligram every other day. And that tamoxifen was a new thing for, for this that I was actually, we're kind of trying to see what it, what it did with, uh, with my blood work. And actually some of that blood work is back and we can talk about it got my, so my LH and FSH levels were pretty close to shut down and they're at 0.8 and 1.9. And they've always, they've been bad basically since the dawn of time almost from, <laughs> you know, my bodybuilding years. Right. And there's some recovery. So, I mean, the functions there, but what we've also seen is for someone like me, who's, who's been on TRT for over 10 years. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm going to be 40 next year, right? I'm not going to, I'm not 30. And so the body's, you know, it just doesn't want to, to it, it's not important for it to have those LHFSH levels. Yeah, and, 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 you're right. And, and it, you're doesn't right. it doesn't respond the same. Respond the same. Um, um, I got to give a shout out to John Peaks, who is in the sauna at the gym in Tolson, Arizona, sweating it out. And he just said that he just talked to you, Adam, on Friday, mm-hmm. and he's going to get on HRT awesome. uh, with, uh, with your group. And so, and I know John a long time. John uh, is an over-the-road trucker. 
which has a very mm-hmm. unpredictable life uh, lifestyle for him. And so, frankly, uh, getting his sleep straight uh, has been difficult for him. And I think the smartest thing he can do as a protective mechanism is to get on HRT. Um, yeah. There are some people whose lifestyles almost dictate hormonal interventions, or, or as Dr. Mark Gordon likes to call it, uh, interventional endocrinology, uh, because yeah. their, their, their lifestyles are actually interrupting uh, a lot of the normal cascades of these hormones. I also want to give a shout-out to uh, Joe uh, Ferry, who's listening to the show live, uh, and also a longtime uh, friend through Suprema Radio. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to pick it back up. And at the end of this, we will literally lay out A, B, C, D, E, F, G. This is what you do uh, if you are interested in trying to uh, reboot, uh, so to speak. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of the Renew Life RX show. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N-Labs.com. Eat dessert again with the new 100% natural line of high-protein, low-carb Quest protein bars. I love lemon cream pie and strawberry cheesecake, but you can choose from chocolate peanut butter, coconut cashew, or cinnamon roll as well. No matter which one you try, you'll feel like you're eating dessert, but this is no ordinary dessert. With 20 grams of high-quality whey protein isolate, 17 grams of prebiotic fiber, and sweetened with stevia, these bars will make you feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. Can see eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how can see eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. Now, the number one best-selling non-hormonal anabolic agent at PredatorNutrition.com. Progenidrex has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenidrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at five stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out in the gym with little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to PredatorNutrition.com today and get Progenidrex, the world 
world's absolute best drug-free muscle gainer. This is the Superhuman Channel, doing reps with the weight of the world. Welcome back to the Renew Life RX show with uh, Adam Lamb and myself, Carl Lenoir. Adam, do you know that Superhuman Radio has earned the distinction, you ready for this, mm-hmm. of being the longest-running health, fitness, and longevity podcast in the world? Well, that's pretty awesome. I mean, really, think about that for a second. How long, have you, how long, is it, how long have you been doing it? I'm in my 14th year. My 14th year, and, and we have talked about things on this show years and years before other people have talked about them on their shows, podcasts, and the mainstream media. And you know the other thing is, um, all credit to Jimmy Moore, because Jimmy and I actually started our podcast within months of each other. Mm. But, but Jimmy was dedicated to the low-carb lifestyle and now the, the keto lifestyle. And and he's done amazing things in that in that area, and and he's worked very very hard. Um, the, the only difference between Jimmy and I is that I tended to be have a broader palette of uh, of interests to pull from, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know quite frankly it, it may have punished me because Jimmy, uh, you know, by being uh, more selective and and more narrowly focused on a given topic, uh, he's attracted. A, a larger number of people who probably listen to his show than mine because on Monday I may do a show that interests this group and on Tuesday I may do a show that interests this group and this group doesn't listen to that show and this group doesn't listen to that show. Uh, so, But, but I mean, it's, uh, it's amazing. I, I, I actually have been asked to, to do an interview uh, because uh, after doing some research, I am the longest-running uh, health, fitness, and longevity podcast in the world. Awesome. And look at me. I am. I. I. I have a, a huge staff of people working with me, producing the shows. Oh no, it's just me. I forgot. <laughs> I got. I thought it was somebody else. I'm sorry. That's funny. Anyway, you get some good guests on here, though. What's that? You get some good guests. Sir. Oh yeah, the best. I mean, really. I. I you know, uh, somebody. Uh, I, I did a show not too long ago with Elena Gross on um, migraines and the ketogenic mm-hmm. diet. And after the show, she said to me, you should be the one that's getting the Ph.D. And I said, you know, uh, really, I've had the great fortune of being able to interview the most interesting, most talented, and most brilliant people uh, in any of these categories every day. For, for going on 14 years, it's like I'm 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 like the kid who just never graduates university. I just keep taking more classes. You know, no, I can relate to that totally because even you know, I had someone that was like, "Why why don't you go to medical school and just be the doctor so you don't have to hire them?" And, and to be honest with you, I like being with the the person, the human, right? Like that human relation, that human touch. And I think that sometimes, and, and even our our physicians agree that there's a part of the process that they go through that. There's an, almost a coldness, a distance, um, and not all you know, not all doctors, but most doctors, you know, that, that I think lose that human touch as much. Where um, I think, like yourself too, like just being able to relate, like you're a regular guy, right? I'm a regular guy. Here's the things that are important to me. Those are also things that are important to you. And now we can have a conversation and uh, and, and learn from each other that way. And I think that that's one of the big things too that our clients like. Ron Penna once said to me. 
because I talked about once on the air, I said, should I go and get like a, uh, you know, naturopathic doctor's degree? Because then I'd be taken more seriously. By the way, Jeff Higginbottom, thanks so much for the the congratulations. Um, And and he said, don't make the mistake of making your avocation your vocation. Mm -hmm. You know, taking something that you love to do and then turning it into work and a job. And that changed my mind. I I decided, Mm -hmm. you know what, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm doing it. Uh, and you know, I, I seem to be doing it okay, and I'm, I'm not going to change it. But anyway, getting back to the important discussion about uh, restoring hormones. So, lay out the whole protocol. Let's say I, I'm your client. I come to you and I say, "Hey, I, I want to try and restore uh, my best possible levels of testosterone." What do you do? For how long? And and so on. How do you do it? Well, so. Initial blood work is always going to dictate, but we'll, we'll go into like a general example um, because, you know, that's, that's one thing that's very important too is there's, you shouldn't know what you're doing for somebody before you look at the blood work. If you already know what you're going to do for them, you're not doing a good job. And so great. That's, that's, that's a important. really great point. Well, I, want, I don't want to go far or further than that for a second. I mean, that's an interesting point. Say that again. I said that if you know what you're going to do for someone before you look at their blood work, you are not doing the right thing. That, right? That, and that's the whole cookie cutter. Everybody gets 250 milligrams of test. Everybody yeah. gets a, a half a milligram of anastrozole every, every two days. Like That is exactly what's wrong with HRT. For sure. Without, without a doubt. And that's even with, where folks are like, well, I had my blood work done two months ago. We don't care. And, 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 there's a lot of, and there's a lot of clinics out there that will listen to this and go, well, we don't do that. We always get blood work first. But then when you go, show me, show me uh, the, the, the uh, uh, listing of your clients, and all of a sudden you see it's all the same. Everything, everybody got the same thing. Yeah, it's all, it's all. And, and in some cases, when you know a certain thing works, it's good to start there. But you also have to see, you know, like we have guys that don't do anything as far as AI. We have guys that have to do one almost every other day. Right. And and everybody's body's different. If anyone out there believes that everyone's body is not different, you're in, you're, you're, you're majorly wrong as far as how things need to be going and looked at. And that's why we spend so much time, like I was just saying earlier, is having conversations with the clients, how you feeling, how you sleep and all those kind of things, because all that stuff can be translated to information. The doctor can look at and go, Hey, you know what? Let's check this or let's drop this or let's increase this or, you know what, let's go get some additional blood work done because not everybody's, you know, not everybody's the same. So it's very important. That's why the biggest reason we never got into pellets either is because I think that it's hard to really understand how people are going to metabolize the medication. So, so typical person, if you were a uh, 33 year old Carl Lenore and you, you know, let's, I want to feel, I have low testosterone symptoms. Great. Carl, we send you out, you get blood work done, comes back. Let's say you're in the 400s, right? We'd look at SHBG and we'd look at estrogen and things like that. And and depending where some of those things were, we might do something as minimal as uh, 500 IUs of HCG twice a week with uh, clomiphene three times a week, for example, right? And, And run that for 30 days. Check your blood work. Have we made, you know, are we responding how you feeling? Are you tired? Do you feel good? Libido's up, libido's down. But, you know, there's different things that, that, you know, are you emotional stuff, which, you know, I know you and I have talked about before that can be related to estrogen and things like that too. And so, you know, then we get to that 30 day mark and we see if that worked. Did it take them, like we have guys that go through it sometimes and it's, it's a, a 30 day process 
And every six months, they may just do that with us just to like freshen them up, right? Um, there's other times too where they just may go on a consistent, you know, six weeks HCG, six weeks off and, 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 and things like that. So it really varies on the individual because like I said before, not everybody, some people take clomiphene and they, it's the greatest thing in the world. Some people take it and they feel like crap. So guess what? We're not going to keep having you take it, right? It, I, I, it, noticed, it I noticed I've used clomiphene as post-cycle therapy when, when, when using uh, uh, androgens in, in a more competitive environment. And uh, I can tell you that it makes you moody and sad. It makes you like it, you literally feel like you could cry at the drop of a hat, especially right. at the beginning. You know what? I, my protocol used to be 150 milligrams of clomiphene every day That's for the tough. first for the first four days, mm. and then you would cut it back to 100 for four days, and then you would cut it back to 50. Uh, for like maybe a week or two, and then you could cut it back to even 25 generally for a month or two. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's with or without HCG. And I can tell you, when I first started u- using clomiphene in those high doses, it made me very melancholy, made me ve- very, very sad uh, mm-hmm. and moody. It did. I think in higher doses, beyond a reasonable doubt, it, it will do that. It'll make you tired. It'll make, I mean, it can even like make your eyes kind of a little blurry. Blurry, and, yeah. My vision used to so, get bad, yeah. We would never have someone do over 50 milligrams a day. Um, in that like ramp up kind of, you know, there's that ramp up or like that, you know, you see things in the post-cycle therapy, 2000, I use HCG every other day. Like that's nuts. And in fact, isn't it true that more than like 1500 or 2000 units of HCG a week could actually cause the Leydig cells in the testes to stop functioning normally? Oh yeah. I mean, you can like, I mean, the term we would use like a layman's term is like, you can fry your LH and FSH levels. Well, and and you know why that, so think about this, why it makes sense too. Um, when men get prostate cancer, they put them on a protocol called ADT, androgen deprivation therapy. And the way ADT works is you turn up the production of testosterone so high you turn up the production of luteinizing hormones so high that the body literally runs out and mm-hmm. then you crash and then you keep the guy in that zone by keeping your foot on the gas pedal and the guy ends up with the testosterone levels of a 14-year-old girl so right. if you're good so the, the same can be true by excessive doses uh, of HCG you're turning up you're stepping on the gas pedal so hard and in the initial stages your testes will produce, but then at some point in time, they become exhausted and depleted, and you can't produce anything. And there, there, I know for a fact, I read a study 20 years ago, and I forget if it was 1,500 or 2,000 uh, units of HCG a week ongoing caused the same effects as ADT, as androgen deprivation therapy. Yeah, and there's, so there's two things with that, too. Is I think that in not everybody, I mean, there's there's folks I've worked with that have done, they'll do 2,000 every once a week all at once, and it gets their LH and FSH levels perfect. But there's other people can do it, and it will just sizzle them out, and now you have a six-month-plus road ahead of you to even just to get them to wake yes, back up, right? Yes. Not worth the risk. Yes. The second thing is your body, not everybody, but some some folks, your body can actually develop androgens against the HCG to where it no longer works for you either. And so measuring that and keeping, you know, those smaller doses and taking breaks from HCG too is, uh, is also 
wise. Like, like I said earlier with the testosterone, you know, taking breaks as well as it's just makes sense to give yourself a break on that stuff. The, the other thing, you know, so that would be something for somebody who's let, let's we're checking to see if we can get their levels up. The two things that are most important in that situation are, are, are how do you feel, right? Like if we're stimulating natural testosterone production and maybe you go from 350 to 550, but you don't feel any different, you don't feel any better, we might be spinning our wheels, right? So, but at least we explored the first, first option. Um, the there, second thing too is making sure your blood works good, right? That, the old, the, the, well, I just want to bring, bring something into that discussion. The older you are, the less effective the reboot is, right? Right. Okay. For LH and FSH. Yeah, yeah. But not for SHBG. And that's the, the important thing, too, is that the reboot can help with the SHBG levels. If you're running testosterone, no break, you know, two plus years, I would guarantee that your SHBG is low if you're not doing something like an HCG periodically. Uh, every single time we see that. And so it's just something to be aware of. But the other part of that too is making sure blood works good. Cause there's, there's times where you can do, you know, we've had guys that were doing, they're with another clinic and the clinic wasn't comfortable or, you know, the doctor wasn't comfortable with doing uh, testosterone. So they said, Hey man, you're young or whatever. You're 36. Here's HCG and Clomid or just HCG. And the guy's doing that. His testosterone's at 450 and his LH is at, you know, 10.2 and his FSH is like nine, seven, right? Well, they're cranked. They're maxed out. They're in the high range, right? Still not converting, right? And sometimes there's an SHBG issue there. Um, but typically speaking, they need more testosterone. And usually what we see is, you know, that there's that range of testosterone, right? That normal range of call it 250 to a thousand, we'll say, right. but you have to understand if in your twenties, you were at 1500, right? then 700 is not going to feel good, no. right? right? And and if your testosterone levels have to be higher, but your blood pressure is good and your cholesterol, your cholesterol came down and you know, all these other things are, you're actually healthier with higher testosterone and obviously feel a lot better, then that's really where you should be in our opinion, right? Like the, based on our philosophy is you need to feel really good and you need to be healthy and safe, right? And when I say feel good, I don't mean... You're, you're maxing out PRs at the gym. We don't care about that. And, and you know, we don't care about, you know, chasing every woman that walks by. Like, we don't care about those kind of things. That's a little on the aggressive side. Um, and so that's something to think about, I think, when uh, when going into what makes you, you know, where, where do I feel good at? Like, where do I want to feel great at? Do you ever run into patients? And actually, I'm going to ask this question. We're going to answer it on the other side of the break. Do, do you ever run into patients where you you just for some reason the the reboot just isn't working and you have to start to look at their lifestyle because you know I'm a firm believer in uh and, and let's just, let's just assume somebody's uh, ultra low testosterone levels is a kind of disease state right mm-hmm. disease there's something wrong going on in their body and and testosterone levels are plummeting and and sometimes don't you have to also remove the insult that's causing the problem even to get the the therapy to work in the first place? I want you to think about that, and we're going to take, if I can find the right mouse here, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with more of the Renew Life Rx show. By the way, you can ask questions here on Facebook, and uh, we will answer them. Stay tuned. 
ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High Protein Potato Chips with 21 grams of high quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be. For the past four months, I've been keeping a secret. Every night at bedtime, I tape my mouth shut with Somnifix strips. That's right, and here's why. Whether you snore or not, at some point in the night, almost all of us start breathing through our mouth. Since I've started using Somnifix strips, I've noticed that I sleep deeper and have seen improvements improvements in my health, fitness, and cognitive function. That's because nose breathing activates the parasympathetic nervous system and improves nitric oxide production. And that leads to improved sleep, immunity, carbon dioxide, oxygen exchange, and much more. Oh, and if you do snore, it'll help you stop snoring. Try Somnifix risk-free. Go to somnifix.com forward slash SHR. Get a free trial pack of Somnifix strips today. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no Obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. This is the Superhuman Channel. Evolution just got kicked up a notch. Welcome back. So I posed the question on the other side of the break. Um, do you, do you ever get people that, you know, you just, you just can't, uh, uh, medicate, supplement your way back to where you want to be with these people. And you start to look at their diet, their sleep habits and anything else that could, you know, there could be people who are, who work in, uh, in factories where they're being exposed to chemicals that we know are androgen, androgen mimicking or estrogen mimicking chemicals. Do you, do you run into that at all? Yeah, for sure. And, and that's one of the things with our onboarding process is we do kind of a lifestyle assessment, uh, meaning we want to understand what do you eat? How do you eat? Do you even pay attention to what you eat? Are you, do you exercise? Do you not exercise? Are you a, you know, an athlete? Like do you overperform? Right. And because understanding a lot about your lifestyle is going to let us know what, you know, where you may be deficient as well. That, you know, I, I use, I always say that, you know, if you're the guy that, 
you know, sleep, you know, couch potato, drink six beers every night, doesn't exercise, um, overweight, not motivated. If you have like low testosterone, you don't even notice, right? But if you're, you know, you're exercising regularly, you're 100 miles an hour, you're 14 hour work days and, and things of that nature, then your, your lifestyle demand is high. And, you know, at 35, it was manageable. At 40, it's getting tough. But at 45, you're like, you're running out of steam, right? And so we know that that lifestyle is playing a part. But I think to your point, you know, specifically, it's hard to understand if you said factory workers or maybe they go in the hot tub every day, you know, for an hour. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. There's there's different things that can be part of that. So but right now, right lot- now, people are thinking to themselves, hot tub. What does that have to do with? Well, if you're using a hot tub that that uses chlorine uh, mm-hmm. as its uh, its antimicrobial. Uh, you are being exposed to a halogen, and halogens are all the same, iodine, bromide, uh, uh, chloride, and these compete at the thyroid. And so if you're, if you're in a lot of chlorine a lot often, uh, you're going to end up with, with chances of a hypothyroid, a subclinical hypothyroid, and the thyroid directly affects – I just realized my audio is kind of low uh, – the thyroid directly affects um, – how other hormones in the body function, right? Your thyroid can affect you and actually cause low testosterone levels, right? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, you and I have talked about that before, that there's so many things from a society standpoint that can affect endocrine systems, right? I mean, there's there's literally things that they've taken off the market, whether it's pesticides or chemicals, ingredients, things that there's a lot of places in Europe that there's some of the stuff that's in our food that's not in their food. And I think some of the bottom line stuff is affects that, that thyroid or, or, or overall endocrine system. And I think of, you know, the different generations, you know, I was just talking to a guy yesterday, he's 60 years old, great shape, incredible. You know, he's just lived a real good, healthy lifestyle. And the things he's been exposed to because of his age is different than my age and different than, you know, these guys 10 years, 15, 20 years younger than me. Um, everything from the food that we eat, you know what I mean? Like if you're eating stuff that's boxed and bagged and that's soy, I mean, I look at for my son, you know, my son's a very competitive soccer athlete. He's only 10 years old, but I look at every wrapper of a you know protein bar, something like that. I'm like, dude, too much soy, too much soy. Can't have it in, you know, almonds, things like that, because I know that that stuff can affect, uh, estrogen levels mm. in, in men and in, in, in too much estrogen in men at young age or boys, I should say can, hinder peaking at testosterone levels through puberty. Right. And that's why there's so many more boys, I'll say, or young men that are going around. They're kind of puffy. They've got, you know, almost like breast, like breast stuff coming in and it's environmentally, right. mostly food, you know? So, so, uh, getting back to the topic, uh, you, your, your group does not just focus on testosterone. You guys focus on a variety of, uh, what can be considered parental uh, parental as well as uh, sex uh, hormones. DHEA is replaced mm-hmm. if necessary. Pregnenolone, is pregnenolone a big one for you? Is that an important thing for you? No, we don't, we don't like it because in, I, we, we stopped doing much with it years ago because we found that it, and, the, and the folks that did use it, if there wasn't a problem, they didn't really notice it in or out, right? And if there was a problem, it was usually like that lackadaisical, like, nah, I'm just kind of, they're like overly relaxed, overly chill. Um, 
And, and I, I think of like, there was a lot of that, like stay at home mom, uh, women that were doing it that just didn't feel like going after their day. Like that's just like, from what I remember, it's been a few years since we did that. But I think DHEA is a good indicator too, because another thing we'll go going back to SHBG, because it really does tie back to the SHBG, but we'll see with higher SHBG and your, their DHEA levels are smoked. I mean, they're just buried. And that's because that SHBG is sucking on that DHEA. There's not enough testosterone. You add the testosterone, you get the, uh... you know, adding the DHEA in also can help, the taxing of the testosterone also from cortisol levels, right? The stress hormones that come in there and in your body, you know, there's an article, I think we even talked about on a show about the older you get and your, your hormones drop, your DHEA, testosterone, things like that, the cortisol levels are still high because you're stressed. You're, you're probably more stressed in your forties than ever, right? You're maybe getting ready to put kids through college. You're at this, like, where am I going in my life as far as like, you know, how soon am I retired? Like this, I think 40s, I'm, I'm not there yet, but I think it's probably going to be pretty stressful. I'm excited for it. Um, and I think that what happens is your body is being taxed so much by those stress hormones and you don't really have a lot of supply, but supplementing with things like DHEA and being on testosterone replacement therapy allow you to kind of have a, a fair fight in the battle so that all the good hormones aren't being sucked in to combat this stress hormone. If that's, if you can kind of right. visualize that. Um, that's another reason why we think, you know, that our bigger philosophy of ours in the hormone replacement therapy is more about lifestyle than, like I said, we don't care about your PR. I don't care about your, you know, like how, how big your arms are, but how you are able to navigate through life from whether it's confidence, stress, you know, depression. I mean, you know, I mean, people have come back from depression. I think even something that you had a guy that he was referred from the show who him and his wife had been trying to get pregnant for four years that we didn't even know that was something they were trying to do two months into a program with us, they're pregnant. Right. And, and I think something like that's cool. Like you're, you're changing somebody's life and has nothing to do with the bench press. It has nothing to do with muscles or it just had to do with the guy's hormones weren't right. 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 And we, we put them right where we think they're right. Not knowing what their goal was. And look at that. Right. Everything worked out real well. We actually have a viewer question from Jeff Higginbottom. Uh, he says, T shots or creams? Why one over the other? Would you give HCG shots at the same time, and how would you dose either one? So this is a, a multiple answer questions. First of all, mm -hmm. testosterone shots or creams? Which do you prefer? We always would prefer creams over injections uh, for anybody across the board. A, why? Safety. Why? Because compliance is easier. Uh, I mean, safety. You know, safety taboo. But, it's just easier for. And then also you mimic you close more closely mimic the daily production of testosterone where it's up and down in a twenty four right, hour is, cycle. Yeah, there is no up and down. And here's the deal: there, there's people that can do a testosterone injection today on Thursday, and their levels will could peak tonight, and they could have low testosterone in two days compared, right. or, or they went from like twelve hundred to five hundred in forty eight hours. That's not healthy, right? Your body, your body's going. What is going on, right? right. But you might be the guy that does the shot on today. And it just goes and it just streams perfect. We don't know, right? Without doing DNA testing and finding out how you metabolize certain drugs, like that's the only real way to find that, that stuff out. And, and we look at it as the cream, which which I use and um, majority of our clients use, is it's it's simple, it's topical. I think you know, I had a, a video that I, I may have even sent you. That you rub it on your forearms, you rub your forearms together. And let, it, dry, let it dry. Yeah, let it dry and it's done. But it's, it's like 30 seconds. I mean, it dries quick and then you're just, you just go about your day. 
no highs, lows, no spikes or anything like that. Okay, so you actually asked question answered question one and two in that first answer. That would you give HCG, HCG shots? Well, I'm going to go back because with the, answer. Oh, you want to answer the other one? Why one over the, the other? Well the, well, the shots and the creams too. The other thing is from a health standpoint, I we have never, and I say never, seen anyone on. I'll say our cream protocol, what you're doing outside of what we recommend, uh, have high hemoglobin or hematocrit levels ever. Injections sometimes you could be, if you're yeah. sensitive to that, it'll, it'll spike up. If you're doing, if you're doing the split in the dose, you know, like a Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, Friday, whatever with testosterone, half CC type thing, it's rare, almost never that we see hematocrit or hemoglobin get high. But that's another thing, the health thing, too. We see cholesterol levels better on cream than injections, right? Um, and I think liver is rare that we ever see a, a spike. But if, if you have some sort of sensitivity in that area, your liver enzymes are, will be higher on injections than cream. And also the effect of LH and FSH levels and the effect of SHBG, where, where the cream almost doesn't affect. We have guys who uh, we've had come on program with us. And their LH and FSH levels actually increased while on testosterone and doing small dose of HCG. It never happens on injection. Um, it's just so much. It doesn't seem like a lot, right? But it's so much for the body at one time. Right. And it's just, it works best for us. So going into, uh, would you give HCG shots at that time? And, and yes and no, meaning that some of the clients, the doctor wants to have HCG because of other things in their blood work or, rotating it maybe 90 days they don't do it next 90 days for six weeks they'll do hcg and then they don't do it again right so it all depends on where their lh and fsh are how old they are where their shpg is um and just you know like we talked about there's there's zero cookie cutter especially with how we do it and there shouldn't be cookie cutter uh, there are some places to start and there's some places to reference because you have to do that in order to kind of check some balances but it, it all depends on the blood work and the, the last question was um, how would you dose either one? Uh, again, that, yeah. Well, I was gonna, I just wanna say uh, one thing that you're less likely to need HCG if you're on the cream because you are having a, an, a 24 hour ebb and flow. So the testes are seeing more of a normalized demand for production, if you will. And with the bioidentical too, you know, I, I, what we kind of say is that it's almost like you're sneaking testosterone in. And your body doesn't really know it, right? And after a while, you get up, you get up, and now your blood levels are peaked, and you did it slow. You didn't. Your body doesn't like surprises. It doesn't like temperature changes, right? It doesn't like – it likes you doing everything you do at the same time all the time. And when you make a massive change like 100 milligrams of testosterone in your system like that, your body's going, what's going on? I mean, there's people that have anxiety attacks post-injection because yeah. their body – their body's like, what's going on, right? right? It's like – much for them and, and those are things that aren't talked about because you know if you're if you're thinking of like the bodybuilding society where you have guys that are doing i mean in my bodybuilding years we used to have a jokingly we'd say like, don't waste any any plastic in the syringe i mean like we'd get loaded up right yeah. and, and it's which is stupid and i don't condone it and it, it put me up with a lot of potential health risks but it doesn't seem like a lot to have those issues and so for us for our clients you know Jim Market Street guy who's 54 years old, who's never done anything in his life, who's never even held the needle in his hand, this makes more sense. And there's less chance of he doesn't want to YouTube and hope he does it right. Or, you know, like there's 
it, so we prefer that um, as well as far as as far as the uh, cream over injection. So as far as dosing goes, tell me if I'm I'm wrong on this, but you're going to uh, watch LH and FSH to know when you are in the sweet spot for that individual's testosterone levels, right? Because um, when you get testosterone levels up to a point where they're satisfactory for that individual, LH will drop dramatically because the, the, the pituitary is going, we're happy here. We don't need more luteinizing hormone. And FSH will also drop. And then if you go higher with the testosterone, you don't see any more drop, so you back back down to that lowest effective dose. Isn't that how you kind of target? Isn't isn't that the way it should be done? Targeting in the the appropriate dose for that individual. So I think that there's two parts of it. The number one thing we're always the first marker we're always going to check. How do you feel? Right? Yeah. Because I don't care what your, your blood work says if if you don't feel good because you didn't come to me because you're like I have this feeling my LH and FSH are you know no one has ever done that ever not one time in the thousands of people we've worked with but they come to us and they say I don't feel good man I feel like crap I don't have the energy I'm not recovering from exercise I don't have the libido my wife's gorgeous like that's what they come with us for so we want to fix that and make sure they're healthy right and so Usually with the, the cream dose, it's just a matter of how do they feel and where's their testosterone at. And so, and also where's their SHBG at? You know, if they're at a 50 SHBG and their testosterone's at 1200 and they feel like a million bucks and everything else in their blood works clean and great, then that's where, that's where we stay, whatever that dose might be. And your body, you know, may through, you know, different times, different seasons might use, need more testosterone or less testosterone. I mean, if, immune system, uh, uh, training, or, you know, if you take two weeks off the gym or you go to the gym twice a day for, you know, for a month or two, maybe you have a different goal in mind. Now you're, you're training harder. There's, there's, there's a higher tax and a higher demand on testosterone to where those things can, can change a little bit. Um, I want to take our last commercial break. When we come back, I want to give a little update on my, uh, recovery on my foot surgery because, um, as, as, uh, expected by anyone who knows me, um, I've overdone it again, and uh, I had a I had an appointment yesterday with the surgeon, and he he wasn't really happy with me. I got to be honest with you. So let's do that. Let's take one last commercial break. We'll be right back with more uh, the uh, Renew RX Live Show. If you want to learn more about your own hormone replacement therapy approach, you can go to RenewLifeRx.com. Let Adam know you heard about him here on Supreme Radio. You can actually save a bundle on your lab work. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com. That's 
That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. CanSee eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse Cansey eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Cansey eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You too can benefit from Live On Labs lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Move over, superheroes. This is the Superhuman Channel. Welcome back. Uh, first of all, Jeff uh, Higginbotham wanted to say uh, thank you uh, for the uh, answering his question. And then also, a proud customer or client or patient, whatever you want to call him, of Renew Life Rx wanted to check in with us, and that's Jason Leloo, uh, wanted you to know okay. he was listening live. Um, so, Adam, you told the great story on one of our shows about your your neck surgery and how well you healed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, I, and I, too, was healing very well. Uh, the doctor told me that I was ahead of schedule. Uh, took me out of my cast, put me into a walking boot. Uh, but he told me when he put me in the walking boot, uh, he said, no, I still don't want you on your foot. He said, you know, I still want you to use the crutches and use your little knee scooter. Uh, and But, you know, I, I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm, I'm, I'm using peptides. I'm, I got a pulsed electromagnetic field device that I'm putting under my foot for an hour a night. Uh, I know I've got mad, mad bone knitting going on. And so I, for the past two weeks, I have not used the knee scooter uh, or uh, the crutches. And yesterday I went for my two-week follow-up and he looked at me and he said are, are you putting weight on this foot and i said well you know not really i mean a little little more than before because i'm in this walking boot now he said yeah you can't put any weight on this foot carl and then he showed me the x-ray so when what they did with my big toe was they actually 
I used to have a joint, the big joint that's like your bunion joint in my big toe. They cut that joint out, and then they took what's known as bleeding bone, and they put two sheetrock screws through it and a big staple, and they fused it together. So I don't have a joint there at a, any longer. And they put it at a, an anatomically correct angle. Dr. Steve Beato uh, in Texas, who listens to my show, told me, this is what you need to do, Carl. And I actually gave what he, he wanted to have done to me to this surgeon. The surgeon said, this is exactly what I had planned to do to you. Well, what happened was when they joined these two pieces of bone together, uh, they're supposed to fuse together, and they were fusing together quite nicely, I'd say. Well, the x-ray yesterday showed that this front piece that goes to my toe has kind of moved up a little bit and to the side. And he looked at me and he said, you've got to be putting pressure on this foot. That wouldn't move unless you are. And I said, well, you know what? I, I haven't been as good as I should be. I didn't tell him the truth because I, I felt like a fool. If I, if I would have told him for the past two weeks I've been walking on this boot, he probably would have said, you know, you got one shot of getting this right. And after this, we just cut the big toe off. You know, that that's it. Um, and so uh, I am relegated back to the, the knee scooter and, and the crutches again. And, uh, and in fact, uh, I have one of these aura rings that I use to, like, track, you know, everything. And so with... With the bad foot, I'm averaging about 8,000 steps a day, which is not good, not good. Not good. So um, I am back to the boot today. I, I use my crutches to go to the gym. And uh, he said, look, it's still good. If we can get this bone to fuse, you're fine, he goes. But if it doesn't fuse, he says, then we're going to have to look at something else. And I don't know what something else means. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so this is all me. This is all my fault, you know? It's, you know, I think that we're challenged a lot of times with like, like yeah, yeah, I know what I should be doing, but maybe I'm going to do something a little in that, you know, like I was always concerned after my next surgery going back to the gym and I'm like, I'm a strong guy. I'm, I'm fit. I could probably do a little bit of stuff. And, and, I, and I was actually surprised 10 years ago, I would have hurt my neck again, hundred percent. My ego and my, all that, I would have gotten in the gym. I gotta get those heavy weights. Yeah, you would have been doing good good mornings with the neck and with the bar and the right, cookie. Right. <laughs> Next thing you know, in an ambulance. Right. And so, so now it's and even still, I'm two months out, and I'm still taking it easy. I'm going high volume, and uh, you know, but those heavier weights it just it almost kind of scares me a little bit for now. But for now, yeah. After my after my twelve week, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna actually try to maybe even put some size on and. You know, increased. The, I don't eat that much, and you know, I I exercise more than I train. You know, and I, but it's what makes me feel good. So that's important. No, absolutely. Um, you know, I, my problem is I have such an active life. It mm -hmm. is. It's impossible for me to be on that knee scooter. Well, how, how many times do you just get up and go to the bathroom? Right? Well, if you're drinking okay, water, exactly. And now I. And now I'm using the knee scooter to go back and forth to the bathroom. But but it's more like, okay, when I get out of my car, I got my backpack. I got my meals, you know, that I take with me. I got my jug of water. And then I usually have some other items, right? And so I'm like, I'm hanging stuff over my shoulder. I'm putting stuff over the handlebars. And I'm, it's just, it's an, like I was supposed to travel. I was supposed to go visit Aaron Singerman in the next week or two. And that's that's off now. He said, "No, I don't want you traveling." He says because you 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 know you, you're going to be too prone to put your foot down, 
Uh, how are you going to carry your luggage? You know, how would I carry luggage? How do I bring my luggage? Do I bring my scoot in with the luggage one at a time, leave them out at the curb? I mean, it's just – and yeah. I said to him, I said to him, hey, Doc, I said, have you ever tried to live just one day on one leg? And he looked at me. He says, no, I'm sure it's hard. And it's, it's not just hard. It's an impossibility. I have to lift the scooter up to put it up – bring it upstairs. Who, how do I get the scooter up the stairs from the garage to the house? What do I there, it, You bring a funny point. Maybe in medical school, there should be more of like, hey, Billy, you're going in a cast for eight weeks. What? You know, and, and it's one of my really good friends is a surgeon who actually referred me to my surgeon. Uh, and I was sharing, I was a little scared of the anesthesia and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, I've never had it, but I'm sure it'll be okay. And in my head, I'm like, you do. That's dude. your job. Like, you should at least go under. When I went to school, when I went to, when I went to school for optometry, I already wore contact lenses, so it was no big thing for me. But one of the things that uh, Bob Russo, who was the head of, of, of clini- the clinical side of the school, required every student to put in, back then they were gas permeable, they weren't even soft lenses, to learn how to put in and take off semi-permeable contact lenses so that they'd understand what the patient's dealing with and you'd see a bunch of guys and girls. We all look like idiots, like trying to get this thing in there. I mean, me, I was well, good because I was already wearing lenses. I was like, oh, yeah, this is easy for me. You know? It's also where innovation comes from is if you have the practitioner of anything, right? The practitioner does, that doesn't experience it, then you have a patient, you have this gap. But when you actually have the developers are also the users, you know, and that's where, like, you see strides in technology in different places, like, they figure out like this isn't as awesome as we thought it was. Let's change it, fix it. Next, and then you have things like iPhones and iTunes and all those kind of other things out there because the innovators are also using the stuff. But if you if you're a doc and you're you know orthopedic surgeon or whatever, you've never been in a cast, then you might not know how like terribly annoying that might be and things like that. Do you know that. what you know one other area that that should be a must and mandate to, Where is that? to be a judge. To be yeah. a judge in any court system. So if you're elected to be a judge, you should be required before you first sit on the bench to be stripped of your identity and sent to another state where they didn't just see your election and they know that you won mm-hmm. and spend a weekend in jail as just an average person. So that scared. you understand. Yeah, of course they'd be scared. You you understand what it feels like to, to live in a threatening environment, be humiliated, be stripped of anything meaningful to you. So that you understand what that feels before you uh, sit before a person and say, you're going to jail for a year, buddy. Every judge should have to go to jail for a little while just to understand what they're delving out when they hand out those sentences. I think for me, what I think, there's a lot of, you know, I believe in people and I believe in rehabilitation and I believe that you can rebuild people and jail is not. The environment that you have a bunch of people that are, they're the opposite, you know what I mean? It, when they come out of there. And I think that really seeing, especially young people, that's why, you know, like I, I work with young people as a, like a volunteer thing that I do just because I know that, man, that's a very sensitive place and they can be swayed in so many different areas. And, you know, some kid makes some stupid emotional mistake, you know, like people get mad and you, know, you punch a kid or you hit a kid with a, something and they die. And then you spend the rest of your days and, and, prison or something like that when right. there could be some rehabilitation that that person could go and speak and teach and but to where other people before they raise their fist they stop and go there's some consequences outside of my 
emotional state for the next 10 minutes. I need to cool down, you know, and right. that's something that I believe in. I'm passionate. In. And, but to your point of the, those judges thinking of that stuff over, you know, just like, get them out of here. I'm mad. You know what I mean? And, but yeah, I think that's, that's good. Anyway, do we have anything else we want to wrap up the uh, discussion with that we may have? One last thing is I went yesterday for a ton of allergy tests. So I'm allergic to shrimp, but I, I, and I know I have a little bit of a mold allergy and I recently, you know, I relocated from Detroit to Houston. Houston's a much more humid climate, new home. And uh, one of the physicians we work with out of Florida, uh, who's a, he was, you know, we was talking about my different stuff with my HLA-B27 and things like that. He said, dude, I want you to get some mold testing done and just go get the rest of the allergy test just to see. Because there's certain things like, I want to eat crawfish. I don't know if I, will I die? Or can I eat crawfish? Like, so I've never been well, tested. Even, even taking glucosamine and chondroitin could be threatening. Oh, yeah. You. I won't even take it. Right. I, I won't even take it because the, the shrimp. So I have a whole a list here of all the stuff that they tested for. So I should have that back. And then I'm doing the skin test Monday. And so I'll have all that back. And I was you know, curious to the next show or whatever, we could dig into allergy the, stuff, the allergy stuff. And also on my blood work that we have, it's not back yet um, to talk about too, is I had, um, I did an iron testing, copper, uh, lead. And um, what else do we have on here? Mercury. I eat a ton of sushi. And so I want to see too, that could be something I think the listeners might be interested in is to hear about some other stuff, you know, with, because allergies, I mean, if you've got some plagued allergies that you don't realize, it could be um, really harming your just overall mood and, and energy and all that kind of stuff. I remember reading a study probably about 15 years ago that said that um, the mercury in fish is not a threat for humans. And the reason for that is there's only two types of fish that have less selenium than mercury. And selenium bonds to mercury – and actually, through the methylation process, the body can excrete it. Mm. Um, and that's and it's uh, it, well, there's three fish: is hammerhead shark, tilefish, and whale. Mm. Whale whale do not have adequate amounts of selenium, and this is why a lot of the Inuits suffer with um, with with the issues with mercury. Yeah, yeah, but they don't they don't have a lot. It's not a lot, but yeah, again. That's but yeah, I don't eat any of that. Salmon, salmon has a lot of uh, selenium in it, so the yeah. selenium binds to the mercury and it carries it out of your body. Um, but yeah, I, when I you when you when you when you get ready to do the allergy show, look mm-hmm. for that research so that you can either correct me or say you know because yeah. it's going to be interesting to see with your ad- admission that I eat a lot of sushi that your your mercury load is going to be zip and you're going to wow. be like how could that be. And I actually ate sushi the night before on act. I didn't think about it. And then I went in and I was like, damn. And so if I have to, I'm also going to do a follow up where I do like a seven to 10 day sushi fast and, uh, and see what that does to, to it. Yeah. It's going to be very cool. cool. Hey, yeah. Adam, thanks for everything today, brother. And we'll see yeah, you in, and we'll see you in two weeks. Okay. All right. Take care. Thanks, Carl. Take care. And then uh, if I can find the right, uh, controller here, there we go. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, listen, we have a new Facebook page. And uh, I'm sorry, no, no, a new YouTube page. If you go to uh, the Supreme Radio Network Facebook page, you'll see a link. And I need people to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel where we will be putting a lot of these videos up there. These videos will not have commercials in them on YouTube. Uh, and I need at least 100 people to subscribe to the new YouTube channel so that we can get a unique 
URL, like YouTube forward slash Supion Radio Network. And that's what I'm shooting for. So check out my Facebook page. Check out the uh, Supion Radio Network Facebook page and subscribe to the new YouTube channel. And we will see everybody. Tomorrow's Friday. I'm off. Uh, we have a great show Monday. We have a woman coming on on Monday that's 75 years old. And when you see how strong she is, how fit she is, what she looks like, you're going to realize that there is no excuse for anybody at all. If you want to live a long, healthy, strong life, you can. You just have to start doing the work. We'll see you on uh, Monday.